All right, so I have some bad news, Tyler. How is this different from any other day? I mean, it's really not, except this time I lost um a lot of money. How much did you lose? However much I made last episode. How on earth did you lose $500? Weren't you supposed to be able to learn the drums by now? Well, yeah, so I went and there was like this guy and he was told me he was going to teach me how to play the drums. I was, per I was like, perfect. And I started beatboxing. He threw a chair at my head and I ran away. Adam. What? Playing the drums and beatboxing are two different things. I mean, are they really, though? Yes. Oh. You're not going to see a beatboxer in, like, a full-on big band. Uh, you'd see a beatboxer, like, in, like, a random, like, street rap battle or something. Yeah, but you're going to see a, a full-on kit out in the middle of the street? Unless you go to a really weird neighborhood, probably not. Okay. Since he didn't teach you anything, and he just threw a chair at you, you should be able to go get your money back. He's, like, really scary, though. He threw a chair at me, dude. Then go throw a chair back at him. Just ask for your money back. Okay, um... Do you have a chair I can borrow? Just use the same chair that he threw at you. It's, 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 it's just ask for the money back. If he doesn't, just pick up the chair that he threw at you and throw it back at him. All right. Um, I will be back in a jiffy. And we're back. That's right. I honestly did not know that we were stopping. That's how we stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, like I, I don't know what else to say. All right, it's done. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm like, oh, that's a pretty good ending. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to Pathetic Premiere, your old one-stop shop for uh, a movie review about movies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I also I... for um, reviewing the Super Bowl halftime show and the Grammys. Yeah, yeah go, go watch Adam's like two music episodes. Uh, your Grammys episode is actually one of our most highest-watched episodes now. Yeah, I, I think it probably really helped leaning into, like, like the description of that. If you just click on the description of the episode, you're like, oh, he got angry, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, you just need to get angry, like, once a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, uh, Adam does music, I do movies, and I do other stuff sometimes. Or we both do movies. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. Adam does music, I do other stuff that has not came out yet. And we both do movies, and we try to review one every other week. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah, yeah. And this week we're going to even do both. We're going to do music and movies in one episode. Because it's my birthday. That's right. Yeah, I turned the big. Uh, am I allowed to say my age on here? I'm. I'm going to say my age because I'm going to be older than almost everyone that listens to this podcast in July. So. Uh, no, nah. we still have that like 1% that's like 55 plus. 
Uh, I'll be 26 here at the uh, of uh, the time this comes out. Oh, how to be young. You're only like two and a half years older than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's going to be kind of because usually on all those forms you fill online, they're like, what's your age range? And it stops at 28. I'm going to be like, really? You, you have to stop that at 28. <laughs> right. Oh, jeez. But yeah, uh, it's good good to feel old going to see my favorite band down in Texas. So if yeah. you guys can figure out what band I'm seeing, come say hi. Yeah. It'd and to help super... aid people figure out which band it is, I'm going to review their entire discography this month. Oh, if you do that, I'll be like, Adam, you shouldn't have. <laughs> I mean, you've, you... you've, said, you've said in the past that they're they're not terrible. Yeah, honestly, like if I listens to, cause they have a couple albums, right? Uh, they have uh four albums, I want to say. See, if I reviewed their entire discography within the next five days, I would probably hate them at that point. Listening to four albums in five days. Oh, you got this! You got this! <laughs> Just do it while you're doing freight. What? What's? What's the worst that can happen? Eh. <laughs> I mean, I do regularly sit down and just listen to music, but like, it's it sucks listening to the same band like multiple times in a row. Well, I mean, they have like guest stars on, so it's it's a little bit different. Yeah. Anyway, um, where do I begin first before we start the before we reveal what we're doing? Uh, I guess, um, Adam. Yeah. Did you know? Uh, that that movie that we did uh, reviewed a couple months back, uh, everything everywhere all at once. Okay. A twenty four actually, uh, after all their movies, they actually like or uh, like their more famous movies, uh, they actually uh, auction off all their uh, costumes and props f- from that movie. Oh, that's weird. Or like more famous props and stuff from that movie. Right. Like, for example, when Midsummer came out a couple years ago, uh, they had a... Uh, they sold the, the May Queen dress. Huh. Like, the big flower dress. Right, yeah. And you know how much that sold for? I'm sure, like, a million dollars or more. Uh, the May Queen dress. Just the dress, not the hat. Sold for 65 grand. Dang. <laughs> The hat sold for fifteen grand. Wow. <laughs> Hopefully, you're oh. the same person. That would suck. Like you and the other rival collector dude are trying to complete it, and like you're passive aggressively trying to buy it from the other one. Right. They they also <laughs> sold the finishing mallet. The, you know the mallet. Yeah. Uh, for ten k. That's just that's just a mallet. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but each one of these actually go for like the different benefits, uh, like a different like uh, donations to different like programs and stuff. Right. Yeah. So like it's still like you're not just wasting money. Yeah. 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 Uh, and now they're doing one for everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay. Into three different sections. One is going to the benefit of uh, the Asian Mental Health Project. Okay. One is going to the Transgender Law Center. Okay. And the last one is going to Laundry Workers Center. What? How is that a thing? Uh, let me see what the Laundry Workers Center is. 
that that seems. I mean, it makes sense with what the movie is, but that seems kind of out of place from the first two. <laughs> Uh, laundry Worker Center aims to combat abuses such as a landlord negligent wage theft and hazardous and exploitative working conditions, all of which are endemic in low-income communities in New York City and New Jersey. Their work addresses the need for community-based leadership development geared toward improving the living and working conditions of workers in the laundry warehouse and food service industries, as well as their families. That sounds like it makes more sense than I was expecting it to. But yeah, um, they have literally everything from the movie. I could get some like really overpriced Google eyes. Um, they have the Rock from the Rock verse. Oh my god! And the, the the auction just started today at eleven a.m. Uh, at the time of the recording this, uh, and there's six days left. And you know what the Rock is going for right now? Twenty thousand? Uh, seven thousand seven hundred. Okay. Okay. At least I didn't uh, like completely overestimate that. Like they're selling that. Where they're selling the trophy, uh, the butt trophy. <laughs> they're selling the pinatas. They're selling the fanny pack. They're selling. Oh, this is the big one. They're selling rakakuni. Okay. See, that's actually the first thing my mind went to when you were like, "They're selling props." You know, you you know how much rakakuni is going for right now on the first day. 50? Higher. Uh, 100? Uh, 90,000. Okay, wow. <laughs> uh, they're selling the, uh, the Wayman's uh, chapstick that he bit off. <laughs> they're, they're selling the half and half carton that he chugs down. Oh my god. They're selling uh, the wheelchair that the grandfather drives around. <laughs> and that's only the first section. The second section is selling a whole bunch of uh, clothing from the mother and daughter. Okay. So not, not much for us, should I say. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember most of what they wore. Uh, I know the they had one, some weird costumes, but... The third one is, like, everyone else's costumes, like, from Deidre and, like, her cookies that she eats, the IRS card, the hot dog fingers, gloves that they wore, <laughs> uh, the pile of receipts. <laughs> Uh, the divorce papers. Dang. Oh, but this is the best the best item up to forbid. You you know their RV that they sit in. Yeah. They're selling that. Is it like a functional RV? Or is uh, it just? Its, it's current bid is two thousand dollars. Huh. Uh. Let me see here. Uh, it's pickup only. Okay. And note, this needs new transmission, engine, tires, and C serious TLC on the interior. The RV is currently not street legal. Okay, okay. I, I was I was just going to be like, if you could just buy a functional RV and it went to charity, that'd be legit, but okay. Well, but, <laughs> but for only $2,000, Adam? Yeah. <laughs> for a full-blown RV? Yeah. But yeah, um, it, it was just something neat I saw, and I was like, huh. Maybe I should buy something and then I saw all the prices like nope. Yeah. <laughs> Not unless you donate to our Patreon. <laughs> we should make a Patreon. Be like, do you want to see us own Rakakuni for only uh 
twenty thousand dollars a month by the that's actually what it would be it'd just be like okay so most people are like not only are you supporting the art and the content you're supporting us it'd be like no not only are you supporting the content you're not doing that you're buying rakakuni and we can collectively own rakakuni buying doing our patreon is like buying stock in rakakuni so, so I, I joked with my coworkers today and like um as as I think our viewers know that I work at a credit union or a bank for for the people that are not ed educated. Um, I, I joked with them. I'm like, can I get a small personal loan? <laughs> yeah. And they, they, they were like, uh, so what's going to be the clatter on it? I'm like, uh, how about I just show you? <laughs> uh, and and they weren't down for it. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> that would that'd be so stupid just like yeah so I took out a loan to buy Rakakuni <laughs> yeah um yeah I mean like it's all for charity so yeah uh here Adam just one quick second here okay sorry everyone at home um my uh, heater, for some reason, like was left open, so all the heat was blowing in. So sorry if I sounded weird there for a little bit. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, and then the second thing, uh, something that we started last week, our last episode, was our My Little Oscar Roundup, should I say, of all ten movies. Uh, it was quick fire secession, so Adam gets caught up for the Oscars. Yeah. yeah I'm like an insider now. Yeah, well, you only know, like, a third of the movies from the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, are you ready for round two? Let's do it. Uh, well, uh, I watched uh, three more movies, so that should get you about halfway through. Okay. Excuse me. Um, but, yeah, uh, the first one is the one that you're probably most excited for to see, uh, which I've never seen the first one or read the book like you, you stated two episodes ago. Oh, I know what it is. Yep. Uh, all, all Quiet on the Western Front. Yep. Uh, for me personally, uh, I'm 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 a war buff. Uh, I won't deny that. Like I like seeing war movies, like from 1917 to um, uh, Kingsman, uh, etc. I'm not counting Kingsman. I'm counting the first Kingsman, like the the newest Kingsman. Okay. Uh, I, I, yeah, I like other war movies, like Saving Private Ryan. Should I say? Um, I love Saving but, Private Ryan. But this movie, I feel like it, it does well on like art direction. It does well on uh, makeup and hairstyling. Like, it does a lot of things well. But I feel like the one thing it's tragically missing from meeting that mark of the Oscars is a decent enough story in a sense. I know it doesn't really need a story because it's just World War One in a sense. But like it feels like the the story seems a little bit jumbled inside of there. I could see that from... So it's been a long time since I read the book, but I could see that be very difficult to turn into, like... Um, it's, like, a good read, but it's probably, it'd probably be kind of hard to turn it into something that's interesting on screen. Yeah, it's 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 something different. Although, like, uh, comparative to 1917, uh, which yeah. is a fantastic movie. But it's just, like, there's certain scenes in it where I was like, wow, this is actually really good. This is really interesting but it just seemingly just does not connect with the rest of the movie right but like the beginning was great the ending was great just the middle was kind of just jumbled a little bit 
Okay. Uh, but who knows? I've been wrong in the past. I know it will win a couple of awards, but I don't think it will win the big show of the night. Right. That's just me, though. But it did, however, win uh, the the BAFTA for Best Picture. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure if you recognize the BAFTAs. Um, I've heard of it. I, I don't know how prestigious that is or anything. But uh, it's it's like the British form of the Oscars in a sense, right? So, uh, but only like four like British movies are allowed in or something like that. So the, it is I, a British film then. Okay. Yeah, because it was like made in like Germany. Right. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that is uh, all quiet on the Western Front. Boom. Uh, I, I, can, I can talk to you more about it after afterwards, Adam. Sure, um, okay. Uh, next one on the docket is The Banshees of Inchirin. Okay. Inchirin? Sharon. It sounds like you're saying Ed Sheeran. Yeah, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> it, it's, it's like Irish. So. Yeah. Um, this movie is all about uh, two friends that just don't, uh, one of the friends just doesn't want to be friends with them anymore. It it's just, just like a character st- study, basically, then? or Yeah, pretty much. And, like, the entire movie, the one friend is trying to get back together with him. And, okay. And this guy, the other guy wants him to, like, he, he just doesn't want to be friends with him. And everyone, is, because it's just a small island on this town on this island. And he's like, no, uh, every time you bother me from now on, I'm going to chop off one of my fingers. What? <laughs> yeah, with a, yeah, it's it's gets it dark, okay. and then at the end, uh, he, yeah, it, I'm not gonna spoil the ending, but it's it, it doesn't have a a happy ending, but it doesn't have a bad ending, either. Okay, that that sounds a lot crazier than I was expecting it to. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's it surprised the heck out of me. I really enjoyed it. Okay, actually, yeah, um, uh, give it a watch if you have time, but just. Yeah, um, it's probably my second or third favorite of the ones that I've seen so far. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, it sounds uh, like it takes like a serious left turn. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not like a midsummer left turn, but like you know, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty much the whole town is just like, hey, what are you doing? Uh, just be friends with him again uh, is like is it a crime or a sin for me not to be friends with him and they're like well n- no but it's not nice <laughs> and then it's just him do- going to drastic measures of trying to become friends with him again huh. no that sounds um, actually kind of good yeah it, it, was, it was a lot of fun it has Colin Firth in it which he's nominated for best actor okay um, and then the last one is uh, the one I watched last night was The Fablemans. Okay. Which what could be Steven Spielberg's uh, swan song in his final movie. Oh, really? Yeah, um, actually. Uh, it's it's not 100% stated that it it's his, but from the looks of it, be, with how semi-autobiographical it is, it really seems like his last movie. I that's crazy. <laughs> He's been in, like doing movies so long. <laughs> yeah, and this this just shows like because since it's semi autobiographical, um, 
it just shows like kind of like what his life was like and how he got into movies and everything. Right. And the character study in it is just fantastic. Like you can actually relate to the family elf or somebody in this movie. It's really good. Okay. Um, and I, like the last the last line of the movie is very is something else. Uh, th- this one I can spoil because it's not really a spoiler by any means. Right. But it's just it's a weird line to take home once everything is said and done. Um, so the f- uh, the titular character uh, Sammy F- Fableman or Steven Spielberg after he's talking to uh, this famous director in this movie studio uh, he, he like asks him around about different topics here and there uh, and he's like uh, after asking like a question like in this painting where's the horizon he's like on the top Okay, and then he goes to the next painting. He's like, "Where's Where's the horizon on the bottom?" Okay. Well, he's like, "Yeah." And then after he points it out, he's like, "Well, when the horizon's on the top, it's interesting. When the horizon's on the bottom, it's interesting. When the horizon's in the middle, it's boring as shit." Okay. Now, good Good luck, and get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> And that's so, how the like, movie ends. So he's basically telling him how to, like, frame a scene? Well, kind of. I think kind of how to frame life, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because, huh. like, uh, if you're, ha- like, because people love it when you're having a good day. People love it when you're having a bad day. And, but when you're having, a like, just a okay day, it's it's kind of okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, because that can be taken in a lot of different ways. Yeah. But it just, no. yeah. There's, huh. like, one scene after that, but that, that's, like, the scene that stuck out of me at the very end. That That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's probably the second or third fighting with Banshees of Ensheeran for the second or third spot. So this was, like, the, uh, the time for you. Like, you got your first and second place in this go. Yeah, it's it was well not first place because you know what the first place was, is for me. I can't remember. <laughs> Everything everywhere. Oh right, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, like this this runaround was pretty good for me because I related to, uh, uh the characters in uh, the Fableman of uh, Steven Spielberg's a lot. Um, like he moved up in the movie theater just to be away from his talking friends just so he could focus on the movie yeah yeah like uh, like different little things like that uh, and I related to Colin Firth's character because like he wanted to stay friends with his bud it's just a lot of shit happened yeah but yeah well, cool. um, yeah uh, tune in next week when we're we try to fit four movies into a, a single podcast. <laughs> the final four movies. Are you excited for that, Adam? You know it. Um. Other than that, yeah. Uh, now that we're about twenty minutes in, we might go a little <laughs> bit over, Adam. If that's okay, since it's yeah. my birthday. Yep. Yeah, we we gotta go. It's gotta be a two-hour episode, honestly. Uh, do you have that much to say? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, what movie are we doing this time, Adam? 
We are doing Whiplash. Uh, I have Whiplash. Jesus. Well, that's not good. No, it's not. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, as long as you're gonna go that way, and we're already 20 minutes in, we haven't talked about it. Uh, when I managed a different store, one of my employees was in a car accident, and they didn't think they were hurt that bad or anything. They're just like, "I'm gonna go to work anyway." He like called us and told us he was gonna be late because he was in a car accident. I was like, "Are you sure you don't have to go to the hospital?" He's like, "No, I can go to work. Trust me, I'm fine." And he shows up like 20 minutes later, and I normally wouldn't do this, but I went to up when I knew he was there and talked to him right away. I was like, you sure you're good? And he's like, yeah, I'm totally good. I'm like, okay, perfect. And I start walking away to do something else. And it's a minute or two later, I'm doing something else near him. I hear him go like, ah, ah, dang, my neck's killing me. I'm like, are you sure you're good? And he's like, I'm good. And like maybe five minutes later, he's like, okay, you know, I think I have to go to the hospital. I have whiplash. I'd like, I didn't feel it right away. <laughs> Uh, fun fact: I cannot go on uh, roller coasters that go upside down because of whiplash. Yeah, because it will. Because you know how tall I am. Yeah. Uh, and usually, uh, for a normal person, the headrest is supposed to be uh, for the back of your head. Correct. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I the see. headrest for the red headrest for me is the back of my neck. Yeah. <laughs> and if I go upside down, you can kind of just imagine a T shaped with my head. Yeah. <laughs> it does not end well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um after w- watching uh Babylon on de- in December um and getting to know Damien Chazelle a little bit more in his directing styles, I never actually watched Whiplash. I just saw a lot of people talk about it and I l- adored La La Land as well. So I I wanted do Whiplash because I know Adam would love to talk about it, I would love to talk about it since we've heard so much about it we just wanted to hear a little bit more, see what everyone's been talking about, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah, I didn't know a whole lot going into this, I actually um, didn't pay attention and I still don't know a whole lot about him after you say his name who the filmmaker was or anything, but I did hear a lot about this movie, I was interested in it Yeah uh, Damien Chazelle, uh, by the way Uh, um, and then yeah, because he directed La La Land, First Man, and Babylon, besides Bill Okay. Flash. I've not um, seen any of those. <laughs> uh, but you soon will at some point. Yeah. <laughs> in the making of this podcast. Um, anyway, uh, and before we get started, I told Adam that I wanted him to, after I watched it before him, I told him that he needed to live tweet this. Yeah. And everyone should go check out Twitter and check out Adam's live tweets and guess where in the movie he was. That That's actually maybe, like, the fun way to do it. Because, like, there isn't a lot of context for a decent number of the things I said, probably. Looking back at it. <laughs> I mean, there's enough context. Yeah, like, like some of them, it's, like, the movie, super... Like... Yeah, some of it's super obvious, but, like, I just say something about the music jargon they just say, especially if you don't know a lot of music, you're probably like, what? <laughs> right. Uh, um, other than that, a little background on Whiplash before we get started. Uh, uh, Damien actually pitched this movie, um, and, and to, like, I cannot remember what studio, and for some reason they d- did not feel like it would turn out to be a hit I mean I could see that I, on paper I wouldn't expect this to do that good 
so what they had to do was they got J.K. Simmons on it, like on day one, day zero almost, because he looked at the script and he loved it. Yeah. Um, and since the studio would not take it, uh, and this is loosely paraphrasing the story, uh, they uh, had to go cut down and go into like one scene of the movie. I cannot remember what scene, so forgive me for that. And take it to uh, one of the film festivals, like Sundance Film Film Festival or something like that. Okay. And just record and perform that one scene, which what got people talking about the movie, which what won them that film festival, which what got the company to make the full on feature film again. That is insane that they won a film festival with like a short of a larger movie. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 something it's something crazy. <laughs> um which which then they got Miles Teller on and they get well, I mean they had Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons on. Uh huh. Which won them all those Oscars, and the best supporting actor went to J.K. Simmons. So it was it was, it was a grand old time. Just that yeah. movie studio was dumb for not picking it up. Yeah. <laughs> um. Other than that, uh, do you have like opening thoughts, Adam? Well, the question I kind of wanted to ask you right away was for someone that probably knows a little bit less about music and music theory, like probably a normal amount of that stuff. Was it, like, kind of difficult to follow some of this stuff in this movie, or, like... Not really. Like, I understand, like, for example, like, tempo, I could understand. Yeah. Uh, because I'm more... I'm very into, like, the... Uh, you Because you know my music genre. Uh, I'm very much big into, like, this big band sort of style of music. So yeah. I kind of understand your, like, sharps, your flats, your et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, cause, so when I watched it, I watched it with Sabrina, obviously, and um, she didn't know most of the stuff they're talking about. They're like, like start on the four of whatever. She gets that, but and they're like, and remember to to sharp the nine. And she's like, I mean, it probably doesn't matter because it's not. I mean, he's playing drums. It doesn't matter what notes they're playing. But like, I have no idea what that means for like a lot of the stuff they said. Yeah, like, like sharp the nine. I, isn't that something to the point of like sharpening the ninth note? Yeah, so you want to sharp the ninth note, and the ninth note is actually the second note, but a sharp second is actually a minor third, so that piece has a minor third and a major third in it. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Anyway, um, I feel feel like we should just, uh, before we actually get into the big hunk of the movie, I feel like we should just get to the dinner part of the, the movie and just talk about the ending okay do you think that's okay yeah we can do that yeah because like i feel like the the ending we're gonna have the most to talk about i think the ending probably had like my second funniest tweet too (laughs) yeah (laughs) i i kind of agree with that um (laughs) to kind of give you guys an idea without actually talking about the movie the of J.K. Simmons kind of goes on a tyrant of uh, he gets fired and he kinda, he gives Miles Teller's character one more chance to play in like a band with him in a sense to like prove that he is still a pretty good drummer 
and there's some big wigs in the audience and they play a song that Miles Teller does not have the music to because J.K. Simmons knows that it's him that got him fired yep however then right after the song is done uh, after a little offstage conversation with his father he lets out and starts the uh, caravan yeah which is the final 10 minutes of the movie yep <laughs> which when that scene first started I was like are they just playing the full full on of caravan yeah I mean they technically did even more than like all of caravan cause like yeah and they did caravan but he also did like just a drum solo for like two minutes before they even started caravan well, and then he added like a two minute solo to the end, didn't he? Or... Yeah, yeah. So it was like 10, 10 minutes of solo, pretty much. Yeah. And like, I like the whole dynamic of it of when uh, towards the end of the solo, uh, uh, J.K. Simmons' character, Fletcher, is just is asking, well, what the fuck are you doing? And then realizing that he's no longer in charge of his own band anymore. Yeah. Like, he's realizing uh, Neiman's is actually directing the band from where he's at. Yeah. <laughs> Which I feel like that's a lot of things to say, like, throughout the movie, is that that's one of Fletcher's biggest fears, I want to say, from just judging about who he is. is yeah, he's, he's a control losing... freak. <laughs> yeah, he's afraid of losing control. Yeah. Over people, should I say. Yeah. He also has two, so, like, not only does he kind of face his, his fear, he kind of, like, stares in the face what he wanted. Because, like, a, the scene, one of the scenes right before that, he's like, I want to make the next great person. You have to be perfect to be the next great person. And in that final scene, uh, he proves that he is that next great person. And he's like, wow, like... Maybe I shouldn't have done this, but I did actually accomplish what I set out to do, whether I knew it or not. I honestly kind of want to see what happens after that scene. Yeah. After he's done playing that solo. Yeah. Uh, but it's just... Fletcher is just a character study of, of himself. Yeah. It's, it's just... Like, you could probably write a 10-page paper over the philosophy of him, of, like, using negative reinforcement to get the product that you want. Right. So we'll probably talk about this, like, in a little bit here, but I I um completely oppose the product that he wants to. I think that what he is after, even if it's like, yeah, use negative reinforcement to get it, whatever, he's after the wrong thing. Even musically speaking, like like his philosophy on what the music should be is wrong. Okay. Uh, go on. So not maybe even more so in jazz than in other types of music, but like the little mistakes that you make, like like he's like you have to be on my tempo. We're gonna spend like eight hours making sure you're on my tempo. Is that's completely stupid because your tiny mistakes when your rhythm is a little bit wrong is when your performance is human and when people are going to care about it as long as in general your performance is tight and in general you hit the beat it 
it can sound slightly sloppy and people like it more if it's slightly sloppy than if everything is perfectly in time. That's actually kind of a big, so um, in metal, that's kind of a problem with a lot of the bigger bands is, or not bigger bands, but a lot of the more modern bands trying to do the more modern style is they'll go ahead and record their guitar part or whatever. And they play the studio people play it back when they're mixing and stuff. And they're like, oh, he's like, he drags a little bit here. I'm going to time a line. I'm going to end the, my DAW. I'm going to edit that. So he's on time. And if he missed that beat a little bit, most people would probably not notice it even on repeated listens, but it adds something to the music. And when everything is perfectly time aligned, it's sterile and boring in a way. It's not if every now and then someone makes a mistake. That is really interesting, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, this is another reason why I chose this movie specifically, because I feel like you're the perfect guy to watch this movie. Yeah, I, I have a lot to say about just what they're doing in it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I guess let's get this question out of the way. Um, f- how would you feel about Fletcher as a teacher if you had him? I'd absolutely hate him. Like, like I don't understand what he's doing on a, on a level two. Like, he'd be like, I'm trying to make sure you're the best and only the best can blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, you're being stupid. I have my style. I like it. Um, I came here to learn random theory. I wouldn't know either what other uh, otherwise, but like, I, I think that what you think is a mistake is what makes my playing good. Right. Uh, just, just be, uh, but at the same token, he, at one point he, like he literally throws a chair at somebody. When he did that, I was like, uh, I, I said to Sabrina, I was like, if some, if I was just sitting there, especially if I was like vibing and I was in the groove and everything, if someone fucking threw something at me, I would like get up and I would shove them against the wall and be like, you want to try again? Oh, <laughs> uh, and then like, is it that scene or a scene a little bit later? He throw, does he do the cowbell thing? Uh, that's. I don't remember exactly how that went, but yeah, that's close to then, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's, this movie is insane. Um, I like to, so like the cowbell is really extreme, but also to the, he's like slapping him. I'm like, am I dragging or or rushing when I slap you? (laughs) Am I dragging? Are you upset? Yes, I'm upset. Say it louder. Yeah. (laughs) Uh I would be terrible. Like this, brought, this movie made me stressed at points. Yeah, yeah. Like, imagine just, uh, doing like, that then too. <laughs> yeah, uh, like it put me in the position of uh, Neiman. Yeah, I'm just like, hey, yeah, I- I'm super stressed right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine being so stressed about it that you're like, okay, so I was in a car accident. It's even a rental car, which makes it even worse. And I just don't particularly care about that. Uh, he also He's also leaving the scene of the accident. Yeah. He's also like 10, run onto the stage with like... Also, I like how we don't see like the audience whatsoever. In yeah. In any... Like, just besides the final scene, at the very final moments, we see the audience, but that's it. Yeah. 
I, I, I bet just... there's probably I've never thought about that till you just said that, but there's probably some deeper meaning there where the audience doesn't matter because the only people like it's Fletcher is an audience of one to him, right? Like like he's the only person whose approval he actually wants until he yeah. proves he doesn't need Fletcher. Right? This movie has like so many layers to it that it's it's insane to me. Yeah. <laughs> um like if like even his like uh, girlfriend at that point is like, hey, uh I have a boyfriend but I still might show up. Who who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what I'm trying to remember what else happened in this movie you know one thing just talking about the car accident recently for a movie that doesn't have any real like there isn't anything violent besides the chair throw and the slapping but there's a lot of blood in this movie even though there's no like regular violence oh yeah look, the one point where he's playing the drums and, like, he had to soak his hand in, like, a pitcher of water. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I've, like, I've actually cut myself while playing before where I did bleed some, but I quit playing. Like, I don't know what's wrong with someone that keeps going when they hurt themselves like that. Right? Well, you also look at it, the other side of the thing is, like, when they were playing uh, with him... The, the guy who was already in the class and the new guy that was in the class. Yeah. Uh, they were all playing and out of... Uh, they were like, faster! 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 And it just keeps getting crazier and crazier. And like they don't stop till like 3 in the morning. And they start at like 7 probably? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't remember. It did show on the clock, but I wasn't paying enough attention to see when they started. And then they gotta be up like uh, twelve hours later to drive to the the new the new place. Yeah. The, the next concert venue. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like so. I mean, it would definitely be worse to be them just trying over and over and over to hit his tempo, but I would be so irritated if I was anyone else in the band. And you're just like, you know, like we're about to have a big thing, and I'd really like to practice. Instead, I've been sitting here for hours waiting for them to go 1 BPM faster. Are you kidding me? Like, let me practice. Who cares if they're slightly off? I haven't done a thing. I might suck. Right? Uh, well, they, they said they, people could go do whatever they wanted. I don't know. Uh, sh go take a shit or something like that. Go find some food. Yeah. I, I, that's I, what Fletcher said. Yeah, I'd be so mad if... I, I mean, I wouldn't... I wouldn't be mad at them because it's not their fault, but like, like as like a different person, that band, I'd be like, you suck. Like, I mean, that's a mean thing to do that to do to them. And I feel bad for them, but I didn't get to do my practice. Like the whole reason I'm here because you had to be mean to them for hours. Like, what's wrong with you? Right. It's like you're wasting my time. Yeah. <laughs> also, some of like Fletcher's like, um, like comebacks are like insane oh yeah like his quickness <laughs> yeah like <laughs> like the first time neiman's like joining the class also do you know why um that he asked neiman to be there at 6 a.m to like haze him <laughs> i don't know yeah i was like unless he wanted him to practice while I would be like shitting bricks if uh, a, a professor like that told me to be there at 6 a.m. and I was like 
woke up at like 603 yeah i'd be like i i got here he's not here because i was late and i blew it i'm and i'm sure he was thinking that the whole time until he actually showed up yeah i would just be like shit 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 yeah um what else happened um uh, well, but no like the whole comeback of like when he's trying to find out who's flat and everything yeah and like he's he's going through each section and he gets to this one guy he's, and the one guy's looking down and he's like uh there's what are you looking at there's no Mars bar down there yeah you know that whole thing uh, is so stupid too cause if he heard one of them was flat he'd inst- I mean he might know not he might not know which one it is but he would know that it was that section and he just just to torture them he goes through all of the sections yeah and then then he gets farther upon that even and he's like yeah, it wasn't actually him. It was actually you, but uh, it's his fault for not knowing that he wasn't flat. Yeah. So, my, I mean, it's implied that the guy that was flat got to stay, which doesn't make any sense. <sighs> I don't know. It's Fletcher's weird logic. Yeah. <laughs> I also find it strangely weird that Neiman like after the car crash scene Neiman has like uh like as he's playing he's having a tough time trying to pick up the the uh, the why am I losing the name of the word Adam <laughs> it's the stick the, the sticks the, <laughs> st- the stick uh and immediately after that after Fletcher kicks him out of the band he um Neiman has enough strength to tackle Fletcher, who's a pretty ripped guy yeah. by, by normal standards, to the ground. Yeah. Which I mean, is just kind of kind of weird to me. I think he could probably do it. So like I think the reason he was probably dropping the sticks is at the, especially after just like being in a really bad car accident like that you have so much adrenaline and he can he can is probably really physically capable until his adrenaline runs down which it wouldn't yet be able to like run and and hit things and stuff but like your hands are going to be shaky when you have that much adrenaline so i I think that's why he kept dropping it oh i see yeah also i feel like it would take way longer in the car rental place than how long it did well we actually had a i think there's a continuity error there unless there's some weird thing that i can't think of how this would work but he gets to the car rental place and it is locked and he's like you're open let me in which either like the one or two things happened there where like either the employee just locked the door because he was taking a break or something which would be weird or he was in the process of closing but it wasn't quite five o'clock or whatever time yet yeah but Neiman's like, oh shit, I forgot my sticks, and he drives back there and gets in there again, no problem. But by that point, it's been 20 minutes. I feel like the people would have gone home by then. Yeah, so unless the person locked the door for his break, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, that's that's the only way it makes makes sense. Like, the, there's definitely no way he can get in there again if it was they were about to close when he got there originally. Right. Also, another little plot twist I just thought of. Because Neiman is, like, 19 in this, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you know, 
Uh, there's a certain age limit that you have to, how old you gotta be to rent a car, right? Um, you just pay more money if you're under 26. Yes, but you have to be a minimum age of 21. Oh. No, actually, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he probably shouldn't be able to get a car. Yeah, unless he lied about his age. There's like a deleted scene where he goes to the alley next to the uh, car rental place <laughs> and he buys ID. a fake ID. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's uh, get a fake ID. Uh, like try his best at like getting a credit card at the same time. Hopefully, he has a credit card. I guess that's actually. So you want to know what happens after his solo? The solo finishes and everyone's applauding, and he he like after like he, like they do their bows and everything. He goes off, and there's an officer, and he's like, "Hey, um, I'd like to talk to you." Um, uh, about a car rental and um, how the uh, well, is... when the insurance ran it, um, your ID didn't um, check out. <laughs> I mean, like this is also like at the same token of, uh, like because the ending scene I think is a couple months later. I know it doesn't really say. Yeah. By any means. Um. Uh, so I think they would get him before then if that happened. Yeah, for sure. Because, yeah, it had to have been, like, probably, like, at least a month while they investigate Fletcher or whatever. And then, like, a little bit after he was fired. Weird. Which, I find that whole scene of him him and his dad talking to that lawyer kind of weird, honestly. Yeah. But that's just me. I just... It's just kind of weird that his dad was like, I know everything. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, if he was, like, noticing his son was being weird and, like, maybe he, like, Googled Fletcher or something. But, yeah, otherwise it's kind of weird. Oh, that brings up a good point. Um, I guess one very famous quote from this movie. Um, I, because I want to get your opinion on it. Okay. Uh, the whole quote at the dinner table that uh, uh, Neiman says, uh, I would rather be dead at, at, dead at 34 uh, and have a, the greatest show on earth or whatever and be remembered than die at 90 with uh, with my friends or something like that. Right. You know, you know what quote I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know what you're saying. How, how do you feel about that quote? Um... I think that, to me personally, my philosophy, you're chasing the wrong thing if you want to be remembered. Like, if he would say something like, I would rather die at 34 and I lived my dream, sure, I, I could probably get behind that. But just being like, I'd rather die at 34 and people after I'm dead, so it doesn't matter at all because I'm dead, think I was a cool guy. Man, that's that's my dream. That's kind. Of, I don't agree with that. Right, I was like, "What are you talking about?" Like, uh, and he's making fun of the football players. I'm like, the football players are gonna get remembered in some way, shape, or form, no matter what they do. Yeah, like you gotta be pretty bad a football a football player if you're if no one's gonna remember you. Yeah, but 
There was um, one he said that though there's um, there's a song that I mostly relate to a lot of the lyrics in it. And this one always kind of went like too far. Like, I don't feel this way, but I do relate to a lot of this stuff. But there's a song where there's a line in it where uh, the guy's like, like, this is my outlet. This is my midlife crisis. Though it started at 16, I don't plan on seeing 30. And that's what I thought of when he said that. Huh. Interesting. Also, this movie started out with a, a, like him going crazy on the drums and it ends on crazy going to the drums. I just realized that. Yeah. <laughs> also, speaking of the solo again at the end, how would you like the whole like camera whiplash from from Neiman to Fletcher back and forth? Um... I mean, it's like a creative idea, but I didn't particularly like the visual of that. I mean, I did. That's just me, though. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, I, I definitely see what they're going for, but I wasn't, I just, it didn't, I didn't, I wasn't a fan. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. No worries. Just, um, just the finale in general. What, what do you think of the finale? I feel like it's one of the greater finales that I've seen in a while. I, it's so unexpected. Yeah. See, I definitely like what they're going for, but, I mean, I was, like, that was my legitimate reaction when I too was like, you, you just tricked me into watching this entire thing? Because cause there's no chance, there's no way at all I would sit there and just watch, watch or listen to that entire thing on my own. So, so yeah, I was like, I mean, I, I, I think like this is, I get the artistic intent. I like it. But at the same time, you made me spend 10 minutes on this. It's like, come on. It's like, like it's could like, have been a shorter piece. Like, my God. I just feel like this is one of the gr greater endings of a movie that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I, I, I think that, like, I mean, there's a lot of layers to it, too, where, like, I mean, I didn't realize it until we talked about it, but it's, it's cool that you actually see at the audience in the end when it's their opinion that matters instead of Fletcher's, and it's cool that, like, um, he took his power away and that Fletcher finally saw his dream come true and he's not sure if that's a good thing, but, like, to me, I don't need to listen to all of Caravan. <laughs> I mean, but I wanted to listen to all Caravan. <laughs> yeah, see, if um, I was like a jazz aficionado, I'd be like, man, this is the stuff. But unfortunately, I'm not. See, uh, see, I am, so. Yeah I, yeah, I could see why. I mean, that would be a real, I mean, it's a good ending even for someone who's not a fan. So like, it would be a great ending for someone who is. Right. Um, so speaking of which, who do you think, um, because we never find this out, uh, who do you think stole the folder? That is a good question. <laughs> a lot of people were theorizing from what I've seen on the web over these last couple of days that, uh, that, uh, Fletcher actually stole the folder. I can see that, yeah. <laughs> Just to get in the mind of what what happened 
I mean, honestly, he is already, like, before that, he was like, if I see another one of these laying around, I will lose my shit. And maybe he didn't even care it was Neiman's. He's just like, one of those motherfuckers left their sheet laying around. I'll show them. I will show them with this chair. <laughs> oh. Also, it, have you seen the new uh, Top Gun movie? I have not. Well, Miles Teller is in in Top Gun Maverick. Okay. Um, which he plays the son of Tom Cruise's old partner. That oh, the, died um, in the first one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which uh, I mean, he's come a long way from oh, from Whiplash to this. Right. Yeah, he would have to. <laughs> You know, that was actually one thing I wanted to kind of comment on is I wonder how difficult it was for them to find someone who was a reasonably good actor who was, like, an, not just a good drummer, but, like, a really good drummer. Well, because he knew how to play the drums before a shooting. I know that much. I mean, yeah, he would have had to. I mean, it, it would take years to be at, like, the level where, like, they're playing in some of the scenes. And some of the scenes you don't see his face, it might be someone else. But a lot of them you do, and unless you, like, deep-faked it, which I don't think they could do when this movie came out, I don't see how you could possibly do that without him actually playing it. Oh, that's sad. I'm looking at the production of it. And apparently, uh, David Giselle, uh... Uh, based the conductor of Fletcher on his former band instructor who died in 2003. Dang. So he well, probably fuck. didn't like his band instructor. <laughs> he's like, there's no way he can sue me because he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just... Miles Teller, in August 2013, Miles Teller signed on the star in the role originated by Johnny Simmons, J.K. Simmons, Wait, J.K. Simmons' first name is Johnny? Apparently. <laughs> Early on, Chizo. Because I remember... Well, having taught himself to play the drums at age 15, Teller performed much of the drumming scene in the film. Supporting actor and jazz drummer... Nate Lang, who played Teller's rival, Carl, in the film, trained Teller in the specifics of jazz drumming. This included changing his grip from match to traditional for certain scenes. Professional drummer Kyle Crane served as Teller's drum double. Yeah, and, like, some of the... Especially in the finale when he really goes nuts, a, a lot of those scenes you don't see his face, and that's at a higher level than the rest of the movie. So it wouldn't surprise me if some of that, someone else had to do it, because it is really technical, and, I mean, not anyone can do that. Right, and it's... Yeah. Uh, which I'm guessing uh, he played in most of the movie. Yeah, because just... in most of the scenes you can see his face and like... I don't see how they could fake it. Right. Where am I looking now? Uh, did this get a Razzie? No, it did not. Uh, you know, one random thing. So I'm probably going to ruffle some feathers with this. But so really crazy technical drumming can really elevate a piece. There's like no doubt about it. Yeah. But I do not understand drum solos at all. 
Well, I like drum solos. Uh, to me, it's like any weird rhythmic thing you can do on the drums, any other instrument can do, except other instruments have notes and there can be a melody to it. Like, I, to me, almost any other instrument soloing makes more sense than drums. Well, well here, here at the same token, you can't have another solo without the drums, though. Right, yeah. In, like, a big band piece. Yeah. And, no, yeah, I, I mean, I love crazy complicated fills, and I love crazy complicated rhythms, but, like, when the rest of the band drops out and they do some crazy complicated thing and it's like a solo, I, I don't really understand the thought process behind that. No, I get that. Honestly, I do. Uh, but, like, it just sort of comes with the territory that you're going to get a drum solo, you're going to get, like, a horn solo, you're going to get... Everything gets a solo in big band. Yeah, and honestly, no that's a, that's is. probably more so like okay, like we have these people, they're talented, let's use them. But like, from a composer's perspective, it's like okay, yeah, I I get it. I want to show everyone some love, but I would rather write this on a saxophone or whatever other instrument I have available. Right. As far as awards go, oh, this is freaky. So the award season for the uh, the Oscars that year, uh, Kate was out yesterday at the time of recording. Okay. Uh, until so February twenty second, two thousand fifteen. Uh, it was nominated for best picture, best supporting actor, best adapted screenplay, best film editing, and best sound mixing, and it won three of those. It probably should have won sound mixing. I mean, the music all sounded good. Yep, it won sound mixing and won film editing. Okay. And it also won Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, that's probably kind of a given there. <laughs> for for JK Simmons, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forget. It was it the Satellite Awards that we were looking at, or was that the Saturn Awards that we were looking at? That the really bad one. I think it was the Saturn. I don't remember for sure. Well, it only won one thing at the Saturn. Best Independent Film. Whiplash. I mean, that's like a generic enough category. You probably can't even really complain about that. Right. Um, but its budget was $3.3 million and it made $49 million. Almost all that budget was probably JK. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <clears throat> Well, they must have had, like, right before it premiered at Sundance, they probably filmed the entire movie. Huh. Because it said it released in Sundance January 16th, 2014, but it released in the U.S. on October 10th of 2014. Huh. So they probably had, like, everything done. They just probably had, like, two different forms of the movie. Yeah, they, they were just waiting for it to actually get picked up by the distributor or whatever. Right. Oh. Uh, honestly, after watching this movie, this movie was exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, have you ever had like a movie like that where you just watch it and you're just like, I, I, I need a drink. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I get that. That. That, was, that, <laughs> that was me during this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was something else. But yeah, it's 
Uh, going back to my slight annoyance at the end, that doesn't really help too, because it is a really like like you say, it is a pretty like anxiety inducing movie, and then it just like slows down to like a crawl, and then it ends. Yeah, it's like boom, 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 and then he just gets picks up in speed again. It's it's like come on, yeah. <laughs> You know, that's actually also, a, a really fortunate... That I said this, too, when I was watching the movie, but it's really fortunate that he paid the drums instead of some other instrument. Because if he played any other instrument, that finale would not be possible. Like, if he no, played a flute or something, he's like, all right, and noodles around, and he's like, okay, follow my lead. Everyone would be like, are you stupid? It's like, you're not one leading the band. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they could make this exact same movie with any percussion instrument. Yeah, like, um, honestly, yeah, like the, um, that's actually so. I mean, you could even you could you could even do this with a beatboxer. Yeah, you as <laughs> stupid as that would be. Can you imagine? He's like, he's like, not my tempo. Just slaps him. He's like, how am I supposed to do this while you're slapping me? But um. That was, um, so I realized afterwards, like, like when I was live tweeting this before he actually plays for the first time, um, in the classroom, uh, Fletcher goes up to me, he's like, don't worry so much about the counting, just have fun. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like the guy who sets the temple, you're going to tell him it doesn't matter. Like I'm saying they're counting. You want the guy who I have to go off of not to count. I was actually kind of pissed off for a second. And then like two minutes later, he's like, not my temple. I was like, oh, thank God he didn't mean it. <laughs> no. Because like it, that. Fletcher's just playing a game. Yeah. Like, honestly, if that's how it was and I was anyone else, I'd be so mad because that is the absolute worst when everyone else speeds up without noticing. You're like, I'm, at least I'm pretty sure I'm in time. I think it's you. I don't think it's me, but I'm off now. Thank you very much. Right. Also, like, how would you feel? Like, I, I, I how would you feel? when your significant other just like breaks up with you in the middle of this restaurant over just like hey I'm gonna be a big musician one day and I won't have time for you so we're done what makes that like even worse too is like um, like just how like clinical it needs to be to like he's yeah. like sitting there like basically like almost like he's reading from like a script a bunch of, like list of reasons we should not be together <laughs> Even though I feel like they would have been a pretty good couple, just seen from an outside point of view. Yeah. Yeah, you don't see but, them together but, but, that much, but yeah, they seem like they have chemistry. Yeah, like you saw them in the movie theater. Yeah. But, yeah. That's all I got. Do you have any, like, anything else, Adam? Um. Or anything else that you really want to talk about? I did. I made the. I did make this joke, but I do like how um, when he goes to practice on his own, instead of doing more complicated rhythmic stuff that actually is harder, he always just plays blast beats. It's just that's just the funniest right. thing to me. That that doesn't. I don't know if that's how like regular drummers practice. I don't play the drums, but to me that doesn't. That's not what I would expect. He just goes crazy. Yeah, it's just like. 
Oh, also, I like how he punches the one of the snares at one point. Yeah, I th- I don't I think snares cost a lot of money. Like, I mean, I don't I have experience, but I assume replacing that probably costs like a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, how much is a snare drum? Yeah, give or take a couple hundred. <laughs> yeah. There, oh, oh, that, okay, oh, that brings oh, up the says... other thing, too. So when he was like, someone is off-key, I for sure thought that Andrew um, uh, tuned the uh, the snare on. I thought that's what was going to be off. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and then it was someone else. I was like, okay, misdirection. <laughs> good, 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 good. Right? Oh. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, it's just J.K. Simmons just made this movie. Like, he carried this movie on his back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's honestly, and, and like, and, and it probably wouldn't be made if he wasn't in too. I mean, if the studio was still hesitant with him on it, with him not on it, they definitely wouldn't have done it. Yeah, most likely not, but like, Damien Chazelle like specifically had him in mind and gave him the script and he was like, do you like this? He's like, I love it. Yeah. Well, I suppose uh, it's about that time, Adam. Yeah. If you feel like it's about that time. No, yeah, I think I'm running out of stuff. Hold on. Hi. Hi, what's up? Hold on. What's You're up? saying hi. Oh, hi. I made a casserole. Ooh. No. Yeah. Yeah, we have casserole and you don't. Well, I, uh, I I'm going to Texas, uh, so beat that. Uh, uh, he's going to Texas, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you get ready for yeah. Okay, I will. I we're actually planning this done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Like No, slam it harder. Yeah. There you go. Okay. All right. I'm back. <laughs> okay. Uh, three, two, one. Um, so, yeah, uh, final thoughts. Uh, this is a fantastic movie that everyone should see at least once. Yep. I want to say, yeah. Um, if you don't like it, still watch it. If you like it, watch it. Just have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, be like, how is there so much blood in this movie if nothing else? Yeah. I did not realize there was this much blood. <laughs> In a movie with no violence. <laughs> I've, yeah. For a rating, I'll probably give it like a 9.4 area. 9.2. At, probably just because I'm not into jazz as much, but I did like the story and whatnot. I think I'd probably rest at like 7. So like an 8 out of 10 for us? Yeah. Yeah, I'm down. So, Pathetic Premiere gives Whiplash 
Uh, eight out of ten. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. Another one down. Another one bites the dust. Uh, that's a JoJo's reference. Is it? Yep. There's a uh, stand name called Bites the Dust. <laughs> he rewinds time by twenty four hours by setting off a bomb. By setting off a bomb. Yeah. Well, that's oddly specific. <laughs> It's a long story. Okay. <laughs> uh, next time Grant's on, I'll have him explain it to you. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. Next time it won't be my birthday, so we'll have to wait another like twenty-eight weeks for that. But next time we're doing uh something different. That's right. Yeah. So we'll see you guys in two weeks when we do whatever and watch Adam's music stuff and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah. At Pathetic Premiere. <laughs> no, don't, so don't follow we'll... us individually. We don't want that. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, peace. Three days later. In a shocking turn of events, jazz teacher, guy, instructor, professor thing, Fletcher has disappeared. Adam. What's up? <laughs> Did you actually kill that guy? Of course not. When have we ever killed someone? Do I need to show you our content from the last, like, two and a half years? Um. Uh, okay, point taken, but this time I really didn't kill him. So, so why did, why we, uh, why is our pictures are the prime suspects on the TV right now? Well, uh, I mean, they probably listened to our pot, our, our content from the last two years and they were like, oh, they knew him. They have a history. Okay. Um, hey, hey, uh, the, that um, the guy that we met like uh, a couple weeks ago. What was his name again? Sonic. Uh, no, 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 not Sonic. Um, what's his name? Uh, Hitler. No, it's um, uh, uh, he was the detective guy. Oh, um. Blanc? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bl Blanc. He had like a, a southern accent. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. We should. Um. Yeah, I, I feel like I was in, at home with him. Maybe we could go find like a cozy place in like that southern accent part. Do you do you know like where we could go? Just to lay low for a little bit while all this kind of flows or goes uh, yeah, over. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm done with that because as as you all know, in the South, it's a lawless wasteland anyway, and anything goes, so no one cares if we murdered Fletcher there. Um, but but we did murder Fletcher. Uh, yeah, we did. We didn't, but uh, um, allegedly. Um, so I guess like Texas uh, is too easy. So what if we just went to like North Carolina. Is that really the South? Maybe. 
I mean, if 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 we get beat up over that, you're the one that gets beating up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fair. They, I mean, they probably suspect me more than you anyway. Yeah. 